Welcome back to That's So Random, a random movie podcast. Before we get into the show and into this week's movie, a couple things off the top. Number one, I don't know if you know this, depending on when you're hearing it, there's an election next week. Very, very important. Go vote. And ordinarily I would say, Whoever you're going to vote for, just go vote. No. I'm going to say this understanding that, look, there's maybe 20, 30 people right now a week that listen to this show. Most of which found it through Twitter. And if you follow me on Twitter, you're probably, I'm probably preaching to the choir. But I'm willing to risk a portion, perhaps, of my audience by saying, if you're going to vote for Donald Trump, instead, take that energy and go fuck a cactus. Go vote for Joe Biden. Let's maybe not all die. So we can keep making podcasts and listening to them and enjoying ourselves. That's number one. Number two, speaking of the podcast, the show in general, a little background on it. Um, if you made it through last week's episode god bless you there were a number of sound issues it was our first zoom record and listening back to it i'm i'm learning things every week for instance our first episode the dark crystal episode carrie and i recorded not once not twice not three times four times before we got it right because this is very trial and error understand I'm not sitting in a studio. I don't have a sound engineer or a producer. We don't have cans on our head and a mixing board. It's We're sitting with an iPad and a microphone. It's a very DIY operation we have going here. And to the people who do listen, God bless you. But if you heard last week's episode, um, you learned what I learned was that a, a Zoom recording will pick up a squeaky chair that sounds like farts. Uh, it will pick up a pen that you're incessantly clicking, that I'm incessantly clicking, so I learned to not do any of that anymore. So <laughs> thank you for your patience with last week's episode, which didn't sound great, but I'm learning every week, trying to get better, and again, I'm never, I will probably never have a big enough audience for this to sell ads. I'm telling you right now, I will never have a Patreon asking you for money. I'm doing this for free. I spent all summer working on and off. We're all at home in a pandemic. At least you better be. Or you can also go fuck a cactus and stop listening to my show. Um, I just wanted to create something. So I'm doing this for fun. Hopefully you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. My guests are enjoying it. You know? So, not to make excuses for myself, but... You know, we're not we're not pros over here just yet, so so bear with us and uh I will learn at the pace that I learn at and hopefully there's no more episodes that sound like last week's episode. This week's episode, episode four, interesting stuff. Bayama Uruku, which according to the subtitles, translates to it's scary exclamation point. I said last week, oh, wait a second, I have somebody here with me. It's you again. <laughs> me again. Hello, Carrie. Hi. I ditched you last week and had my brother on, but you're back. Yeah. Where else are you going to go? Nowhere. We're kind of stuck at home most of the time. It's true. So, uh, at the end of last week's episode, when I pushed the magic button, which... Reminder is the premise of the show. Every week, I press a, the magic button. It gives me a completely random movie from everything that's streaming everywhere. And you never know what you're going to get. And you hear it, well, not live, I guess, but live to tape at the end of each episode. And last week, um, when Bayama Iruku popped up, I said, ooh, great, a Bollywood movie. I've never seen a Bollywood movie. This will be interesting. But then I immediately began, and you can hear it in that episode, began to question myself, is this a Bollywood movie? Is every movie that comes from India a Bollywood movie? I'm very white. I don't know what a Bollywood movie is, so I had to do a little research. And here's what I found. It's not a Bollywood movie. 
not everything that comes from India is a Bollywood movie. So it's Bollywood movies are specifically movies that are in Hindi. And there's other rules that they, they're, they're very long. They all they all have musical numbers, things like that. But there's in India there's Bollywood, there's Pollywood, there's there's a bunch of different depending on the region and the language spoken. In this film, Beyond My Ruku, slash It's Scary, a love story, in parentheses, is a uh, a Kaliwood movie with a K, which means it's the Tamil language, or at least. That's where it was made, that's where it came out. I'm assuming that's what was spoken in the film, except that everyone in the film is dubbed. Like, they are speaking a foreign language when we're, read we're reading the subtitles as English speakers, but you can clearly see that all the dialogue has been ADR'd, and it's not the people. So I don't know if it was filmed in a different dialect, Hindi perhaps, and then redubbed in Tamil to be distributed there if they... I don't know. These are the things. I've never wanted... There are many good reasons to have an Indian friend. I don't. <laughs> we live in semi-rural Minnesota. It's not really an option. I wish I did. It would always be... More diversity in your life is always a great thing, but I would definitely have some questions that my research did not answer about this movie and movies like it. I had Indian friends when I was a kid and lived down in the Twin Cities and went to school for a year in the Minnetonka School District. They were cousins, and I think they were from India. They may have been from Pakistan. I'm not sure. Their names were Elida and Elida. They were the nicest girls. They were the coolest girls. And then I had another friend when I lived in Shakopee who was adopted from India, and her name was Chitra. She was supposed to have had her name changed at adoption, but she was four and just had such personality. She refused her new name. She was Chitra. So that was her name. Well, shout out to Chitra and Ellie Death if you're listening. Uh, we could have used your help here. <laughs> but no, I don't. Yeah, I grew up in Kansas City, so I had 80% of my friends were black. And then I moved to Fargo, where there's. 10 black people maybe I mean that's an exaggeration but they're thin on the ground let's say and now we live I live in an um, even smaller town than that in Minnesota and there's just not it's very white so I don't have any Indian friends I had no one to turn to and I'm not just going to get on Twitter and say hey, anybody from India who wants to come on my podcast you don't know like I'm not going to beg for like come help the white boy out and be my token you know what I mean like I'm not going to do that so I did the best research I could because it's interesting to me because I have no frame of reference, which is why I do not know if this is a good movie or not <laughs> because I don't, I have nothing to compare it to. I need to watch more movies from India. Is this a stereotypical, do people from India like this movie or do they think it's bad like I do? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. Because... And I'm going to be very careful because there are things I'm going to make fun of about this movie. But I, going into it, I don't know if, am I making fun of something because it's bad filmmaking? Am I making some fun of something that is very culturally relevant and important to Indian cinema? And I don't want to do that. So I'm going to try to tread carefully as best as I can. But it's hard because, yeah, I have no frame of reference whatsoever. Um... And I can't decide if this makes me want to watch more movies from India to see if this is representative or if this has put me off of movies from India for good because this movie, not great. No, it was not great. It's ostensibly a horror comedy. It's neither scary nor funny. At least here, maybe it's fucking hilarious there. I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. There was the love story part of it, so that was just kind of weird. The whole, the way it was all mishmash, hodgepodge put together. I feel well. I feel like that might be. Again, we I don't want to be disparaging to an entire, but that might be. Again, I don't know. Maybe that's how all, sort of Bollywood, Bollywood, all these movies are that they're a mission because I know there's action ones that have dance big dance numbers and comedy in the you know so I don't know I don't know uh, I know that it's a remake 
actually, of a Thai film called Pimak. So the same plot, which we'll get into. And it's it's something <laughs> else, man. Um, but yeah, it's scary, a love story. And the first thing that comes on screen, and you can't read all of it because it's not subtitled necessarily. It's in the uh, Tamil or Hindi language, but you can... I know I know what the Ghostbusters logo looks like, and that red circle with a red line through it means no ghosts, no smoking. You see that a lot. It's the si- it's the universal symbol apparently wherever you go for no. And the warning at the beginning of this movie is no drinking and no what's the other thing? Yeah, no smoking and no drinking. There's like a warning at the beginning of the movie. And it will come up again later, pop-up video, VH1 pop-up video style. Um, So I had to do research on that. And I found out that there are some parts of India, because there's parts that are Muslim and parts that aren't. Obviously, drinking is illegal in the Muslim portions of India. Um... (coughs) legal and fine in other parts of India so not a crime necessarily but they drinking has increased in India by 72% in the last 20 years and so maybe it's become enough of a social problem there that all of their movies now have this warning because anytime in the movie that characters are drinking or talking about getting a drink or being drunk this little this thing comes up at the bottom of the screen with the no drinking sign with words that's apparently so you can have it in your movie but you have to put a disclaimer at the bottom of the screen declaring that don't do what they're doing drinking's bad yeah it was quite humorous and they have uh, another warning I'll come back to that well should I come back to well while I'm on the topic of warnings I'll just do it now this was the one that's really baffling to me and I didn't have time to research it I tried to and I couldn't find anything about it. There's a lot of CGI in this movie, especially at the end. Not particularly good CGI, but CGI. Lots, you know, for spooky effects and, and, and things like that. And most of the time, the, the movie doesn't seem to care. Except in instances where the woman stretches her arm out every time this happens. A little thing comes up in the corner of the screen that says CGI, as if to warn the audience, hey, hey, don't freak out. It's not real. We drew it on a computer. Even though there's lots of other CGI in the movie that's way more sinister looking, more magical and scary looking. So I wonder, that has to be a cultural thing where it's like, is it like Dalsam from Street Fighter? Like, is it such a, like yogis and stuff? Is it like a, a thing where... Mythically or whatever, people could stretch their arms and legs, and that's like witchcraft. And we're we're like, why do they have to warn people about that specific thing? I do not know. Well, and I wonder because the characters several times make a reference to she has to be a ghost because she stretched her arm out to pick up the apple that fell, or she stretched her arm out for whatever reason. She has to be a ghost, and so maybe it's like a warning to people to say, no, no, this isn't a ghost. But they're but they're especially the finale in the climax of the movie. She has a a scary ghost face, and she's throwing stuff around the room, and there's yellow magic dust flying everywhere, and she's hanging off the ceiling, and there's no warnings about that. It's specifically just the stretching of her arms. So it has to be a cultural thing. It has to. And I'm going to continue because it's, it's driving me bananas not knowing. So I will continue to research this until I find out why why that is such a big deal that they have to let the audience know this is CGI. <laughs> like, it's so crazy to see it. We have, uh, yeah, ostensibly a comedy. And I say that because the first scene in the movie is a death march that culminates in a row of people, including children, being brutally gunned down on screen. And, I don't, and I'm not off screen like you hear the bullets or you hear the gunshots and people wince in reaction like you see these people get shot in the back and fall over into the which 
and again, is this a cultural thing? Is it because that sort of violence? Because there's some sort of soldiers who are hurting a different sort of ethnic group around at gunpoint at, with trucks and making them march before shooting them. Is that such a thing over there that like you can put that in a comedy movie? Because there's nothing funny about the scene, but usually a comedy because you can you can have dark comedies here. You can have, yeah. you know, like Game Night has somebody getting sucked into a jet engine. Like, you can have these crazy moments of violence in a comedy. But there's always, like, that's the joke is, wow, that guy got sucked into it. You know, like, this, there's, no, there's nothing funny about this. It's not a joke. This is just people being murdered. And it's a real weird way to start your comedy movie. Yeah, it, it's very strange. And I'm wondering what time this movie is set in do you know it seemed fairly modern because they had i don't well i guess nobody had like a cell phone or anything but that might be more a storytelling convenience since they do have to chase each other around a lot so i don't know it didn't ha it didn't say a date that i saw but yeah, I, i'm just wondering what conflict that could be if it's a modern conflict that's going on now or what i'm just curious it certainly didn't seem, if it is set in the past, it isn't very far in the past because they seem to have fairly more modern way of, uh, I mean, they weren't dressed like it was a period piece or something. But maybe that's, I don't know, maybe it's the 70s or the 80s or something because the guys all had like check shirts and I mean, that's kind of, that could go, that could be anywhere between 1940 and now. Like, And the other thing about this death march, our, our main character, Jay, is, and I noticed this right away, he's walking and he's looking just like he's, oh, he's dying and he's starving, but he looks very well-fed and healthy. And it just was such a strange thing for me because you'd think they would have done makeup or camera angles or something to make him look gaunt, like he's on this death march and he can barely walk and he's so weak but he looks like he's never missed a meal in at all no he stumbles and falls in a very and you've seen it in a bunch of movies where someone's being like forced to walk and they're oh i can't go any further and they stumble and fall except he does not look tired he does not look weak he looks like he just walked out of an outback state house steakhouse and had three bloomin onions like he looks <laughs> fine yeah. So and, and, and he looks clean. He doesn't look like he's been marching for hours or days or whatever to the point of I can't walk anymore and I'm stumbling and falling. He looks like he just came from dinner, right? Not yeah, not a speck of dirt. So it's <laughs> a little strange. And uh so his sort of little so some of the group gets killed. He's hide Jay's hiding his sort of buddies and I guess we don't know if did they become buddies during did they know each other beforehand? I think they became buddies at that point because they all survived together. Yeah, the, this, uh, this group of four or five guys is going to get shot and Jay's hiding and he runs in, grabs the two guys with guns and kind of jumps with them down into a, like a, not a pit, but like a... It looks like a grave they dug. Oh, it could be a massacre, yeah. And then that's the last we see that and we cut to... So we don't really, we're not 100% sure what happened there, but... Right, and before that, he's explaining why he isn't home, that he went out to find his wife's parents because she's about to give birth and she didn't want to do it without her mom there. So he's been on this journey looking for her parents, and now he's on this death march. Yes, and actually, before even that, during the opening credits, we should have mentioned, because it will be important later, <laughs> you see his wife, uh, Leica, who's very pregnant, and she sort of gasps and falls down, which then turns into a cartoon drawing, sort of like <laughs> like the, par the parts in Ang Lee's Hulk, where it would turn into a comic book panel. It looks like that. And then the credits roll. So they gave us a little bit of... I'm just going to spoil the movie now. She's a fucking ghost. And the movie's going to spend an inordinate amount of time trying to convince you that She's not the ghost, hinting that maybe Jay is the ghost. Maybe his friends were ghosts. Maybe they all died in this death march and came home, and she's alive, and their baby's alive, but then they're the ghosts, and that's the twist. So it sets up this twist, but then it's not a twist because they're right all along, and she's just the ghost. It's 
so anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping for that twist because these guys are like so hell bent on figuring out that she's a ghost and trying to prove that she's a ghost. And I just wanted them to be the ghosts. That would have been a great twist. Better anyway. It would have been a twist. It would have been something interesting. And you said you did what I do when watching movies because I can't turn my stupid writer brain off and I'm always thinking three steps ahead of whoever wrote the movie. There was a point, I'm not sure at what point it was, but well before the midpoint of the movie, when you said to me, I wonder if they're all the ghosts and not her. So you were ahead of me on that one. That's usually what I do. In fact, there was a movie we were watching one time. What was it? It was that stupid thing with Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning. Don't tell or don't look. I don't remember. Anyway, 10 minutes into that movie, I said, watch this. I grabbed a piece of paper, and I wrote down the ending of this movie, folded it up, and set it on the table. And I said, don't read that until the movie's over. And was it correct? It was correct. Yes, because that's how my dumb brain works. I can't just watch a movie. I have My brain's constantly dissecting things. But it was you who got it this time. You were like, ah, I see the twist coming. But you were smart. And I wanted it to be the twist. I thought that would have been a great twist, but no. You were smarter than the writers because that's not the twist. Yeah, spoiler alert. Her and also their baby are ghosts. Right, and there's whole scenes of the movie where who knows where this baby is, and they're off, like, at a street carnival or a fair or something. And I, the whole time, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm pregnant. I'm just like, where's the baby? They just left the baby like home alone, screaming in his little hammock. But no, it didn't matter because that baby's dead. <laughs> Which is another like, this is a comedy. It's a comedy featuring a dead baby. I mean, a ghost baby. Who's very, very cute. He's very cute. And he's swinging in his little, they have like a little swing for him. And he's very cute when they're not abandoning him and forgetting that he exists. But it's a dead baby. The movie starts with a death march and murders and ends with, in fact, during the credits, there's like these deleted scenes or whatever or extra scenes of like, remember those times we showed you the baby? Here's what the baby really looked like. And he's a scary, fucked up ghost baby. Yeah, it's, it's, dead babies aren't funny, but apparently this movie tries to make them funny. I don't know. And again, I don't know. Maybe we're soft. Maybe there's dead babies all over movies for me. I don't know if that's, I mean, is it like, is it, how do I say this without sounding horrible i don't know enough about india i need to learn more about india but so take what i'm about to say lightly but is is there such a infant mortality rate issue in india that they're like yeah dead babies like that shit happens all the time and so you could put that in a comedy and people won't even blink yeah you know in a lot of those asian countries they don't even celebrate the babies being alive till they turn one because infant mortality is or was so high it's probably not as high as it used to be but like that's like where they have really big birthday parties for babies for one-year-olds because wow the kid made it to age one <laughs> so we're good to go now guys and they have a big party to celebrate yeah, and south korea has like the 100 day party your baby lived 100 days like that's we got it good people i mean i know there there are poor people here there are suffering people here um but man we're privileged man we got it good from the fact that, <laughs> and I know this because if you put a dead baby in an American comedy, people will get up and fucking leave. You can do this, and then maybe that's why, and maybe it's not. Maybe this is just a bad movie. Again, I don't know. Don't blame me for the things I'm saying if what I'm saying is bad. <laughs> you can even educate us if you feel you, you want to. You don't have to, but if you feel like, you know what, I'm just going to school these people who don't know what they're talking about. Go for it. Yeah, that's 100% not your job. But if you have ideas or comments or things, and I'll probably watch more, I mean, whether e without even trying, probably just randomly from this, I'll probably wind up watching more movies from India, and we'll get a little more educated on all of that. But yeah, by all means, if you want to leave comments um, telling us how we're stupid, 
I'm I'm all for that. I like being smarter. So that's good by me. So Jai has Jay has saved these uh guys. It's all guys who are sort of his age and then one older bald guy. Baldy they call him. And there's a weird mix as you heard at the beginning the little song that I played where it spells out friend in English. There are words there must just be words that have become part of the Tamil and Hindi language that are English words that just get thrown in because why would you spell friend in English? I don't know. Whole scene drug on. It was this giant singing, we're friends, and it just felt weird and it seemed like it took way too long. And yes, we get it. You're all happy you're together. You're running around and eating food together, and but it just seemed weird. Well, now, now you're straight attacking people because this is this is the, uh, this is Bollywood movies, they all have these big musical numbers. She had a little song at the beginning, holding the baby, but she wasn't actually singing. Like It was playing over scenes of her, but her mouth wasn't moving, so I don't know if that's standard or not. Yeah, and that was a very beautiful scene. She's walking, like, she lives in this house, kind of like, I don't know if it's an island, because they have to take a boat to get there, and she's walking through this beautiful swamp out onto a dock. Um, it's just, it's very beautiful. There's all these lanterns lit everywhere, and it's a very very pretty scene yeah it's not shot well the the scenery and stuff is shot pretty well the actual like action thing and comedy things maybe not so much but yeah her their house is in like this sort of like a marsh or or something they have to go because they have the main house and then there's they have like a guest house that's on another little island you have to get in the boat and like go for five minutes over to the other because they have to go back and forth between that a lot. We're all over the place. We're not following this chronologically at all. But, um, yeah, the musical, the men are traveling back. They're going to, Jay has to get back to his wife because the baby, as far as he knows, could already be, have been born. And he missed it because he was gone for four months because it took him longer than he thought. I don't know, did he not find her parents or they? he found them and they were dead? I don't know. Yeah, he reported that they were dead. I don't know if he had found them. But, yeah, it's interesting because I wrote this part down because I wanted to remember it. Um, that they were all on this boat and they land on this beach and the music was all about friends. And they all look too well fed to be refugees of any sort. <laughs> but um, then there's music and they're, they just travel. It's like their traveling song. And then he talks about how his father didn't accept their marriage. And that's why they live in that isolated place because his father, Jay's father, didn't accept the marriage to Leica, and so that's why they live in this house in the middle of the water. Yeah, and this song, it's more like a music video in the middle of the movie, which is probably a standard thing that we just don't see a lot. But, uh, yeah, the, the characters aren't singing either. Again, it's a song that's played over. There's only one time that we're seeing a musical number that the person's actually singing, and that's later towards the end. But, um, yeah, and it starts with they get off the truck or whatever that's dropping them off on the beach. And the old guy jumps out of the, out of the truck. And there's a guitar sting from Saved by the Fucking Bell. It's like, and he goes, I'm back. And then it kicks into this song, which is all, like, crazy. Like, it's not what I expected. Because I haven't seen Bollywood movies, but I've heard sort of that music that you would find in it a little bit where it's more sort of it's not like 80s butt rock guitars and which that this song is <coughs> but it's so then the next five minutes is them dancing in waterfalls and dancing at a market and dancing in the road and dancing in a truck and dancing on a <laughs> just dancing and as this music plays on their journey back and they're singing about what good friends they are well, and then one thing, this is where I actually had the first clue that I thought they might be ghosts because they show a newspaper and their pictures are in it. And I thought maybe it was like a obituary. I wasn't sure what that was about. Do you, and they never really clarified that, but they didn't really stop and read it. They just saw it and then they took off on their 
dance to her. So I don't know. Yeah, he points it out to Jay when they're sitting eating and he shows, hey, look, we're in the paper. And yeah, that is a clue that maybe that's like their obituaries or something because we can't read the headline, so I guess I don't know what it says. But, and it's used later in the movie as possible proof that, oh shit, maybe we're the ghosts because remember we were in the paper? But it comes to nothing because they're not the ghosts, so we don't know what that article actually is that has all the pictures. Is it, well, these were the sole survivors of this massacre? How do you know? Because they came straight here. We didn't see reporters talking to them or anything. So it's odd. Well, and because the movie is in English, it's scary. I was looking for things that might be clues to what's so scary. And I thought, whoa, what if they're the dead people? Like, what if they're on this journey and they don't realize they're dead? That would have been cooler. So, yeah, so they arrive at Jay and Laika's house. He meets his baby for the first time. Well, he comes in the room. He's looking at the swinging sort of cradle, hammock cradle thing. And he looks in it, and it's moving on its own. There's no baby. And then she is just behind him, hugging him. And he's, oh, God. And he turns around and kisses her, and then he turns back. The baby's there. So immediately there. But because so much of what happens, ghost-wise, in the first two-thirds of the movie, is dream sequences and things... We don't know when the movie's telling the truth and when it's, like, is this just a weird thing to throw us off? But no, they're telling us immediately, and we're overthinking it. They're telling us immediately, she and the baby are fucking ghosts. But because we're thinking it can't be that simple, (laughs) you can't be giving this away in the first ten minutes of the movie, we have to overthink it and go, well, maybe it was just a weird little, who knows. Or maybe he's the ghost, and that's why he's only seeing things like we put way more thought into it. Yeah, we definitely overthought a lot of that. And that's the first time you question, ghost baby? Is this a ghost baby? Yeah, ghost babies aren't good. Which, I mean, uh, I'm not the first person to, to bring this up, I'm sure, but we do, people do understand that Casper the ghost is a dead child, right? Like, he's not just a magically appeared cartoon ghost. It's like, when you're watching Casper, you're watching the story of a child who died and has is trapped in this mortal plane <laughs> forever, <laughs> which is messed up. So his friends, one of them immediately is like, oh, she's a fucking ghost. Yeah, Baldy, the old guy. So maybe he just mo- knows more superstitions or, or what. I don't really know where he got this from, but the second he sees her, he's like, oh, that bitch a ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. And then this next part, like, it was actually, <laughs> sh- the, the friends say, he's like, you guys can stay here. Well, where, where can they stay? And Lake says, oh, you can stay in the house across the way there. Um, the the It's in, over across the way where an old lady hung herself not too long ago. And and again, it said like a joke. It said like, oh, you can go stay at the house. And they're like, oh, cool. And he's like, where an old lady used to live. Okay, cool. And she hung herself. And they're like, what? <laughs> but it's played so over the top, like, because this movie is gets real slapsticky real fast. And just so tonally, it doesn't go with the massacres and the <laughs> the dead babies <laughs> yeah it doesn't it's a, such an odd it's but again dissonant. it's dissonant There's and I don't know if that's common or if this movie stands out as being particularly well in, in the beginning there too there was the 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 music at the very beginning it start it was pleasant and then every now and then an off chord would sporadically like pop in and then it would be back to pleasant and the movie kind of had that tone like happy, funny, slapstick, whoa, here's a dead baby. (laughs) Whoa, here's the house where a woman hung herself. Like, here's refugees being slaughtered by these militants. Yeah, it's real whiplash. It's whiplash, the motion picture is what it is. So the friends boat across to the guest house. They're laying on their floor mats. There's a painting on the wall of the old lady, and Baldy's looking at it, and it's moving. Well, first she turns in the painting, turns into a beautiful young lady instead of an old lady. And he's scared of it, 
and he's trying to wake his friends up and they won't wake up. Then she get t- comes out of the painting and is old. And then she's old and scary ghost face in a jump scare sort of CGI way. Um, and and he, sees, he sees a lot of dead pe- ghostly people at that point. Um, but then it turns out to be a nightmare. Yeah, the room is full. There's like seven, eight, nine, ten other dead people including his one friend he looks over who wakes up and he's got like a zombie face um and the one friend is looking at the painting like ooh la la like i don't care that it's moving or that it's a dead old lady like look at her it's very goofy but yeah he wakes up oh it was just a dream so again we don't know are there actually ghosts is this old man just scared for nothing and then it go like the friends are all over there and then it goes back to Jay and Leica and he has this I don't know what it is some kind of magic charm and it's um, a sacred thread and it was blessed and some officer's wife had given it to him it was blessed to keep ghosts away and he's gonna he's trying to give it to Leica and she says oh I shouldn't wear it so soon after childbirth which and again, that has to be some sort of cultural thing because that was a baffling line to me. I was like, what Why? What do you mean? You can't wear a necklace because you just had a baby? That makes, I don't understand what that even means, but maybe that's a well, superstition it, or something it, there. It may have just been her excuse to not wear it because she was a ghost and it was meant to keep ghosts away. It was blessed for that purpose. Well, that's, yeah, that's the reason within the script that she would need to s- not wear it. But as far as excuses go... I don't know if that's a valid excuse or if Jay should be going, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) You can't wear this because why? And it's not the first time. They have a conversation later where you think the jig is up where he's like, I don't even remember how it started, but he's like, oh, why didn't you tell me about this thing? And she's like, oh, I didn't know how to tell you. And you think they're talking about her and the baby being ghosts. And he says, why didn't you tell me you talked to my mom? And she's like, oh, whew, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I just didn't, I forgot to tell you. At which point, a man with a normal functioning brain should go, hang on, back up. You didn't know how to tell me that you talked to my mom? Like, <laughs> you went real overboard for, if that's what you didn't tell me. Like, he should have concerns about why she would say, I didn't know how to tell you, but he doesn't, and I don't know. I assume that's just bad writing. I think he's just very much in love, too. Oh, that's sweet. Well, yeah, he clearly is. Definitely. They go to the market, and the fish seller won't sell them any fish. In fact, he says he's going to take all of his fish and throw it back in the ocean instead of selling it to Jay because he's telling Jay that he's a ghost that Jay is a ghost he's saying I won't sell to you because you're a ghost why this man thinks this we don't know other than it's a red herring to throw us off again yeah and a lot of people in the market seemed really freaked out to see Jay And, and we don't know why and there's never really an explanation for why other than that they wanted to throw this red herring out and um yeah, everyone in the market thinks that Jay is the ghost. The uh, So slowly, one by one, the friends start coming around to Baldi's point of view. And he tells them uh, that there's a trick where you can, if you bend over and look back through your own legs, you'll be able to see if someone is a ghost or not, which will be <laughs> become very important later. Um then Baldi has the nightmare where he's gone. Uh, oh, he has the nightmare and he goes over to the house. Was that what happened? And he's calling out for Jay and Leica and he's going up the steps in the step breaks. Oh no, the friends were, d- he, he has, he has a nightmare of that. And then the next day the friends are drunk and they're like, oh, you need to go get Jay. He needs to come join us. And there's all the disclaimers about alcohol. And he goes over and he's like, well, that's the step that broke in my dream. So he goes to the next step and that step breaks. And then the apple falls and that's when Leica's arm stretches out and picks up the apple. And he's like freaked out. 
But again, we don't know because this guy's always having nightmares about ghosts. We don't know if he's just seeing things or if she's actually a ghost. But the next day, Jay is the scene is Jay fixing the stuff. So that did happen. The stuff did break. That part happened. The arm stretching, who knows? Which one saw the corpse? Which, I don't remember. I wrote it down. Which of the friends saw the corpse with the I I don't remember their names and I couldn't I couldn't keep straight who was who necessarily but yeah well then one of the friends finds a shallow grave sort of a little ways from the house that he falls into that's got a corpse in it with a ring that he thinks is the ring that the same ring that he that Laka's wearing so he thinks he's found Laka's body as he's leaving that he gets attacked by a cloud of CGI bees which swarm him and sting him even though he he has like one little bump on his face and that's it but the important part is for slapstick reasons he was stung on his tongue so that he can't tell them what he's seen he's all blah, 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 and they're trying to put charades it out of him and not getting anywhere yeah that was pretty crazy and it seemed like the four of them wanted to leave because at that point they're like Lake is a ghost. Jay, let's go. Jay's like, I love her. I'm not leaving her. She's not a ghost. And they were trying to leave. Yeah. And then, well, they do leave. The one friend's like, I'm sorry, but I'm out. I'm not dealing with ghosts. And so at least, yeah, they all go and leave Jay and Laka there. Jay and Laka go to the carnival. Again, leaving the baby at home so if it wasn't a ghost before it's about to be because what's it what's in that swamp snakes alligators cobras i don't know you don't leave a baby sitting at home and it's crazy in, it's in that hammock what if like a wind came and knocked it out and it's dead on the floor because of head injury like you don't leave a little baby well and but then and i was thinking about this because then this raises the issue of because we find out at the end of the movie that jay's known for a while that she's a ghost and he doesn't care. So at what point did he figure it out? Because maybe he knows the baby's already dead, so we can leave this shit at home <laughs> and it doesn't matter, which is also very fucked up. Yeah, definitely. We're going to go have fun at the fair and leave the ghost baby at home. Whether it's a ghost or not, we're leaving the baby at home. So they go to the like the carnival and the friends are following them or oh well or do the friends or do they go find the the uh exorcist first i think the exorcist was first yeah they go and talk to i can't read my own handwriting devil devica is that what it is i think it's devil devica who is and there's a kind of cool other than the bad cgi it's kind of a cool scene where her disciple is explaining to them like oh she is like the ultimate ghost hunter she has fire for blood and like her feet are magic and she can kill and it's sort of this action scene kind of of this shadowy woman killing zombies and and ghosts and stuff it's a lot of hyperbole but my one actual legit laugh in this movie and it's such a stupid joke it's such a stupid old three stooges scooby-doo joke but when they come up to her disciple he's like lighting the braziers and stuff and like we got to talk to you about a ghost and he spins around and he goes ghost where <laughs> and it made me laugh it's such a dumbass joke but it's the only thing in this movie that actually i found funny so you chuckled a couple times at various little things here and there kind of the slapsticky stuff yeah and, and most of it it was kind of not like oh my gosh that's so funny it was like <laughs> yeah like when your kid runs in the room Look at me, I'm, uh, you know, and falls down like a dork or something, you know, where you just, you kind of can't help but chuckle. Because yeah. everybody in this movie is a dork. Um, and then there's the song and the dance at the fair. And that was definitely Harkin to Bollywood. Yeah, that's the one that we're like, okay, this is what I was expecting. Because it's, it's a guy who's singing... A fairly unrelated song. I guess it's kind of a love song, but there's a whole song and dance number going on sort of off to the side of where Jay and Laka are. Me, while this is happening, we're, it's 
cutting back and forth between the friends almost getting caught spying on them and hiding in buckets and big cans and behind like it's like it's real scooby-doo shit yeah it's pretty f- that part definitely reminded me of scooby-doo and uh they they follow them into the sort of the spook house the haunted house and so they're getting scared at every person that jumps out in a costume and mannequins that move and all this stuff and it's very it's very goofy very slapstick yeah and the 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 friends go into the haunted house as well but i don't think that they knew right away that they were all in there together because all of a sudden they see jay and lake ahead of them and they're like whoa well, they definitely followed them in there, though. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, but we forgot. Uh, go back. Going back. Going back to the to to Devil Davica, who to gives them. She's like, oh, you g- you got a ghost problem. She's like, I don't know if that lady's a ghost like you think, but there's definitely a ghost among you. Again, sort of laying track and laying the seeds of like, it's one of you who's a ghost, which isn't true. So it's a useless waste of time, sort of. But she and she gives them this enchanted rice that was blessed under the right moon or whatever. And if you throw that at the ghost, then you can tell if it's a ghost or not. Yeah, because they'll they'll make a loud noise. So then they're following them around the carnival. They're following them into the, into the haunted house. They grab Jay and tie him up <laughs> and drag him off without Lacus seeing it. And then. Laka is looking around for Jay, and so they put on the costumes of the haunted house people and are pretending that they're part of the show and hiding from her. And it's very silly. Uh, a little a little funny, I guess. Yeah, it, there was a little bit of maybe, you know, fifth, sixth grade humor there. But eventually she does catch them, right? And well, they run, and Jay, they are running, and Jay somehow gets away, and he gets like scratched on a branch or something, and he's bleeding. Yeah, that's what it is. He's bleeding from the s- scratch. They're all in the boat, and he's well. No, before that, because they threw the rice at him too, and he made the loud noise, and so then they thought Jay was the ghost. Yeah, and there's like lightning strike or like thunderclap right at that moment. So like, oh shit, Jay's the good. Jay was the ghost the whole time. So now they're running away from Jay, thinking they have to save Laka from him. So they've got Laka in a boat, which immediately starts sinking because there's like five, six people in it. But it never does sink. It it is sinking for conservatively ten minutes. Yeah, it's a slow sink. <laughs> but it's like full of water, and they're like, go paddle, paddle. And it never sinks beyond a certain point to where, like, oh, their lives are in danger. It's all just kind of set up and to put them in the right situation. So Jay's like, hey, come back, come back. And he's trying to swim out to them, but he can't swim, so he's going to drown. And then they're wondering, well, shit, if he's not a ghost, he's gonna, now he's going to drown. Do we save him? Do we not save him? stretches and that's when I was like well she is the ghost I don't remember why her arm stretched it's after they get well they get they decide okay we have to save Jay because maybe he's not the ghost so they pull him up and they're like why did you scream when we threw the rice at you and he's like because you threw it right into my branch scratch and it hurt me (laughs) yeah it was kind of duh it doesn't explain the thunderclap and lightning that happened but again just more sort of fake red herrings to throw us off Um, so now they're all in the boat Jay and the friends and Leka and um, one of the friends has the ring that he sets on the side of the boat and that's when her arm stretches past him to grab the ring Um, but again we don't know if that's legit or not and they so now he's the one friend is at the front of the boat He's going to do the back, look back through your legs test. And it turns into a whole another three minute long slapstick comedy routine where they keep, he's like, okay, now you duck to the left. I saw you. Now I can see the guy behind you. You duck to the right. And they keep going, my right or your right? That old, that old chestnut. 
Yeah, and then you can never see Leica because they're just like, they lean and they pop back up and then they lean. It's crazy. It's like the, it, it, it's like the, uh, I'm unlocking the door, don't pull the handle. Oh, you pulled the handle right when I was, th it's that, but with four people in a line trying to get them move out of the way. But it, so it, finally he gets everyone to duck in the right direction and, oh shit, Laka's the ghost. So now they all jump out of the boat. They're swimming away. They leave her behind. She has the... Does she have the baby? Wait, no. I feel like she was holding the baby in the yeah, boat. But I don't know how that would have happened since they came from the fair where they didn't have the baby. I, I think she was holding the baby. Maybe they, at some point when they, they went back to the house. I'm not sure. Or maybe it's the ghost baby and it just magically appears in her arms when she needs it. Which they should have noticed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe she wasn't. I don't know. But uh, so they get out, they swim to shore. Now they know she's the ghost. And Jay is still like, no, she's not, no, she's not, no, she's not. I'm staying with her. And so they they drag Jay off to the exor the witch exorcist lady. And um, Laka comes after them. They trap her in, it's almost... Like the lowest five possible version of Ghostbusters. Like instead of the proton packs, they each have a cloth. So all four of them have a cloth on her and they're like holding her in a circle of... And, and the way they get the cloth, so it starts with the rice, but they've wasted the rice because they threw it at Jay. And so then she says, oh, I have a wand. And then something happens to the wand and she's like, oh no, what are we going to do? Oh, I have a cloth. Get the cloth. Like, and it, I think there may have been a couple things in there, but it, it's always like, oh no, we've used this. Oh, there was water. And then they, the guy threw it on somebody and it was, it didn't work. And she's like, you've just wasted the water. What are we going to do now? Oh, we have a cloth. Like, why didn't you just go for that in the first place, lady, if that's the thing that's going to work the best? Yeah, she's either a really good exorcist or a terrible exorcist. It's hard to, <laughs> because it, it does sort of work, but it takes her a couple tries. And it's a whole long, it's uh, probably a 15-minute long comedy scene that drags on. And there's lots of little thing like she keeps sending the assistant out to like, go find me that thing, you know, come back. It's not where you said it was, and it's not where you left it. Why, do you put, no, why don't you put things back where they're supposed to be? <laughs> and so he's always coming in and out trying to find the things she's asking for. But eventually they get her tied up in this thing and she's throwing stuff around the room, poltergeist style. She's lifting them up. She's hanging from the ceiling. It's a big CGI spectacle. And she seems like legit evil at this point. Yeah, she definitely, it was a look of evil and terror at the same time. Like maybe she didn't want to be that way. I don't know. It was interesting. But they eventually... How does that wind up resolving? I don't even remember. I, I feel like I was drifting off. I'm <laughs> not drifting off, literally like falling asleep. But the c this scene goes on a long time, and I was really starting to lose interest in it. Yeah, in my mind. But they, yeah, they do eventually. Well, she's. I think it just they just figure out that like. Oh, she just loves him, and she doesn't want to leave. Like, she's not trying to hurt us, despite all the evidence of the last 15 minutes. Like, because she looks very evil, ghosty. She sounds it. She's throwing stuff around, so. Yeah, and I think Jay had something to do with it, like, to, I think he, like, you guys just calm down. We just, we want to be together. I don't know. Yeah, and it's that it's that that point we get sort of a little flashback montage where Jay explains that like, oh no, I knew you were a ghost when this and this and this. So I've known for a while now, and I don't care. I love you. We can still be together. You know, maybe I should just maybe I should just die and be a ghost with you. And she's like, no, 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 we'll make it work. And that's kind of the end of the movie. Is just now they're all hanging out with a ghost. With a ghost, they're hanging out with a ghost. Yeah, him and the friends are hanging. They're just they're. Well, there's a point in the middle of the movie where they're playing charades. And so we see that again. They're playing charades again. But now everybody knows she's a ghost. And part of the charade is she takes her head off. So that was kind of a funny bit. Because the charades they're doing are for... They must be Indian celebrities. Because I didn't know what they were trying to charade. But Yeah, it was it, that was funny. I think I chuckled. But yeah, and then we get the, then we get the, the sort of cutscenes during the credits of... 
ghost baby and what it looks like, which is messed up. <laughs> really messed up. I, you know, and, and in the beginning, because I mentioned this earlier, I am pregnant. When she's like giving birth in the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It just maybe I wouldn't feel that way if I wasn't pregnant. Maybe. But, um, yeah, it'll be like he's, it'll be a scene from earlier where he's holding the baby, like, oh, you're so cute, and he's kissing the cheek. And then this time, like, the baby's face, like, goes, blah, you know, like, it does, like, a jump scare on you. This fucking dead baby in this comedy movie. It's so, it's so weird. Hopefully we haven't insulted anyone. We're, we're certainly not trying to. We just really don't. This was a baffling movie. But again, I don't know if it's a baffling movie because it's a bad movie or if it's because we just don't understand enough of it. So I'm definitely going to have to watch more movies like this to, to get more of a gauge of where this would fall. Or if I knew someone from India who could tell me, oh no, we, we fucking hate this movie too. <laughs> like, or if it was a huge hit. Or, or are the people in this movie huge celebrities? Are they nobodies? I don't know. I have a feeling that the the guy at the carnival who does the song and dance number and who is actually singing in the movie is, isn't dubbed over like all the other songs must be some sort of musical celebrity there or something. Yeah, I'm guessing that has to be the case. And, and Leica was very beautiful, so I'm wondering if she maybe is a more well-known actress. That could be. I think that's that's it, right? I think we covered it pretty much. An, an, an odd movie, an odd experiment for us. Um, a confusing experience for us. Some of that's our own fault for just not knowing uh, these types of movies. Hopefully we'll learn more. Maybe one day we'll decide, oh, no, that was like a great movie now that we know more <laughs> about this stuff. Maybe. But as it stands now, nah, I mean, not not a great movie. Probably not, probably not the best representative to be our first because we watch we watch French movies, we watch German movies, we just watched a Mexican movie the other day, Spanish movies. Like it's not it's not that foreign films and subtitles and things are are completely alien to us. It's just this particular segment from this particular part of the world is just not something that we've done before. Now we have and. And we don't really know what to do with it <laughs> because it's, um, again, I don't know if it makes me want to watch more or not. I'm not sure. Well, and I have friends who love watching Bollywood movies. You know, they've got elementary school age daughters who just think they're the most fun things to watch because of the music and the dancing. But I've never had gotten into them. So I don't know. I, I, that, those are all really good questions. Well, maybe we'll find out. There's, uh, like I said, there's. I was not surprised when one popped up at the end of the episode last week when I pushed the button because there are a lot of them on Amazon. They add a couple to Netflix every week, it seems. Um, so I'm sure we'll have some pop up again, and we'll be able to compare and contrast between the two, maybe, and do a little more research, and and maybe we'll crack this Bollywood thing yet. We'll see. But I think that's it for this week. That's it for this movie. Time to push the magic button. Figure out what our completely random movie is for next week. I'd say drum roll, please, but that's not necessary. And we've got... Oh, see, now... The, mm -hmm. Scorched Earth, starring Gina Carano. Looks like it's just a couple years old. It's on Amazon Prime. Looks like a post-apocalyptic... Kind of low-budget sci-fi. Oh, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm real 50/50 on Gina Carano, so we'll uh, see how this goes. I'm not expecting uh, great things, but I guess we'll find. I try. I try not to prejudge, so we'll find out. Maybe it's maybe it's great. But though, so that's your homework for next week. Should you choose to accept it, Scorched Earth. It's on Amazon Prime. That'll do it for this week. I've been Heath Lamberts. Carrie Claypool. Oh, and actually, you know what, before we go, I was saying at the beginning, you know, I, I'm not making any money off of this, no ads, no Patreon, none of that stuff. But if if you are enjoying the show, I suppose it's the time for me to do what 
you've heard every other podcaster ever do and say like and subscribe give us a a nice uh, review somewhere wherever you catch your pods i i'm a stitcher guy myself but maybe you're you do apple or spotify or whatever we're everywhere so if you like the show you know if you don't like the show don't write shit <laughs> you hear me don't write shit keep it to your i'm just kidding write what you want but um yeah if you do enjoy the show it's a fun little diversion that's how i feel about it and uh yeah give us you know write some nice words give us a four or five star review like and subscribe follow it wherever it is so you have each new episode when it comes out that's that's what you can do for i don't need your money but that's what you can do for me is just encouragement tell me that i'm not completely wasting my time and tell your friends tell them to listen yeah man you never know what you're gonna get that because that's so random goodbye